0: Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle,
1: the WordPress Chick.
0: So, have you guys ever found one of those tools that... You find this, and you think to yourself, where have you been all my life, right? That's what today's episode is about. Well, it's an interview with a software developer, actually entrepreneur, who got into software. It's pretty cool, and we're going to talk about the different software programs, but trust me, you're going to want to stay tuned to the very end because we're going to do a webinar then. depends on when you listen to this. The, the link will either redirect to the live webinar, or you can catch the replay There won't be an expiration date on that. But anyways, you guys are going to love this interview with Jason Drone. So sit tight and uh, you'll hear why I absolutely fell in love with one of his tools called Scripply. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. And yeah, you guys, <laughs> I think I've said this like in, in four or five of the last episodes uh, that you're gonna need a pen and paper. And I just know this is gonna happen with this interview. Uh, because my first conversation with our guest, Jason Drone, Jason, first of all, thank you so much for being here. <laughs>
1: Oh, thanks for inviting me. I, I it's, it's seriously, it's a pleasure.
0: Thank you. And I just like I started to say, like I, I just I took so many notes just from our first initial conversation. Of course, I've fallen in love with all of your software that I've been playing with, and which we're going to get into. Um, but go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's it's fun stuff. And you know, being in being in the internet marketing world for, for as long as is what well, we both have, you know, you you tend to accumulate some experience. <laughs>
0: Well, and you know what? And, and feel free to share any stories you want with this, Jason. But as we were talking offline, you also have what you bring to the table besides your experience is your, your perspective on the value that you provide your clients, your audience, your customers. And it's refreshing. And, and I'm going to keep going out on a limb saying, I think there's a shift <laughs> that, right? I think that as the, as the marketplace has matured, people are like, eh, I don't want fluff anymore.
1: You. Oh yeah. no, no, no! It's everything. I'll tell you what. It's funny because the, the just from a marketing standpoint, it's you you see things about you know, video sales letters and video sell and video lead magnets and all that stuff. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, people video has so much fluff in it. You know, like just in in general and. What people like, what people resonate with are simple reports, the tutorials that just break everything down so simply that, you know, they can just go through it. They don't need to wade through 30 minutes of video to find that one little gem, you know, that that can make a difference for them.
0: Right. Or attend a webinar where it's a pitch fest and they're like, you know, and it's funny because along those lines... (laughs) And then we're going to get into your story. But along those lines, you know, it hit me that there was a lot of webinars are really not going anywhere, I don't think. But but,
1: for years, really,
0: yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it started getting into tell them, but don't show them. And I'm like, you know what, if someone's going to spend an hour plus with me, then I want them to feel like that was an hour well spent. And it wasn't just listening to me talk at them. So you know what, I'm going to show. (laughs) I was like, I got to go back to what feels right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, that's the thing with webinars, is even as the presenter, the, I, there was one webinar we did. We did 65 times, and um, that webinar, it, it we it converted like crazy. Um, but my goal at the end of every webinar was to deliver so much value that it didn't matter whether they bought or not. You know, um, that they, because it was 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night, valuable family time, you know, that they were uh, not – Partaking in, you know, just to be on a webinar with me. Right. I wanted to make sure that they got complete value out of spending that time, you know.
0: I know. It's it's like, wow, novel idea. And you know what's funny is that the few times that I tried doing it the way somebody was teaching me or telling me to do it, it didn't feel right. And then I bring that energy to the webinar and it doesn't work. It just, it's anyways, that's a whole separate conversation. But let's, I would love for you to fill the listeners in on, you know, sort of your, your trajectory and what brought you here. So before we talk about your, your software company and what you do today, Mm -hmm. um, fill, fill everybody in, in your story.
1: Wow, that's uh, a a big order. Um, so, <laughs> so I was a Pepsi truck driver, and a lot of some people know me as that. But I was a, I, I drove semi for Pepsi about uh, eleven years ago now, and I kind of fell in love with the, the whole Tony Robbins four hour work week, you know, uh, internet marketing, digital product world, and uh, started a blog. And I started publishing just whatever I decided I wanted to write about and wasn't making, you know, I was making some good money, you know, through ads. And back then it was text link ads did really well for me. And, uh, but I wasn't getting too much traffic. So that led me down the path of internet marketing and search engine optimization and, uh, all of that stuff. Didn't really do too much with paid ads back then. But, um, so I'm blogging, trying to do the whole SEO thing, get traffic from the search engines uh, ended up crossing paths with some Ebb and Pagan stuff and, uh, got into the digital marketer or not digital marketer side, but the, uh, digital product side. And then let's see, released a couple of inf- info products, ended up being a re- ended up making a lot of money doing affiliate marketing. So, uh, through websites, especially SEO websites and, um, just kind of traveled the affiliate marketing world for a while and ended up just really hating it. <laughs> well, uh,
0: let me, let me ask you this. Was it the affiliate marketing world or sort of how that rang through internet marketing? It was, it was marketing? Of all of it. Yeah. You
1: know, it was the, the, the affiliate marketing world, um, the search engines were so up and down, you know, in terms of algorithm updates and, you know, and, and we were always on top of them, but they were. It, it just took so much work, you know, to, to to continue writing content that Google loves, continue building new sites, make money as an affiliate, um, and that got kind of led me into the software world, you know. So I have always loved software. Um, I have a degree in both uh, MIS and business management. So I used to be able to code. I can't really code anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never because,
0: could. So more respect yeah, to you. So
1: <laughs> So now it's, you know, my focus is is 100% software and, and helping clients, you know, with done-for-you stuff, you know, written email copy, sales copy, like all of that, building sales funnels. And, and that's it. I mean, those are, my, those are my two priorities. Software is the bigger priority of the two. I don't really work with too many clients, but um, I like building stuff. All
0: right. So there's a whole bunch in there. And what I want to ask you about before we get into, like, your first piece of software. Um, but you know, in making that shift, did you walk away from, you know, the set amount of income? Was it, was it uh, a transition you made or were you sort of like, I just don't like this anymore?
1: I kind of burned it all. I mean, I I really, it was to the point where, you know, I just had enough of it and, and I hated what I did. And the, the thing about, you know, being a business owner and, uh, Being in this world is you build the life that you want to live. And that wasn't the life that I wanted to live anymore. You know, so, um, yeah, ended up the sites that were producing income just stopped updating them. They went away. You know, Um, I all of those domains, you know, at the time I had like three or four hundred different domains, couple hundred different sites. And I just, you know, I just kind of stopped doing it all. Um, some of the affiliate projects that I was working ended up funding software development, you know, uh, stuff that I didn't hate. And from there, uh, just made the, made the transition into software. It, it was a difficult transition because it's so, it's so different. And unlike the uh, information product world, you end up spending a huge chunk of money to create a viable product. You know, so there's all kinds of uh, minimum viable product strategies MVP strategies is what they're known as um, but still to get to that point if you're not coding it yourself you're still dumping five or ten thousand dollars into something just to get it to work right you know
0: what I mean? right and that doesn't include marketing building the audience you know any of that piece
1: right absolutely yeah it doesn't include any any of the uh, the, the marketing side and, and luckily you know, um, I have a pretty good sized list that um, some of them have been with me for six, seven, eight years. Um, so we always roll out to them, and then that solidifies the, the paid marketing. You know, the paid traffic strategies that we end up using uh, for the software. It's not create an ebook and sell it for thirty seven dollars. You know? <laughs> yeah, which
0: nothing wrong with that if that's an element, but there, it's it's not simply which. I'm not saying, you know, a quality ebook is super simple, but there are so many moving parts. And I have to tell you, I don't know if we talked about this when we talked last time, but I had had some WordPress plugins developed. And, you know, I, I am not a coder and a programmer, but I look the amount of work that went into testing and making sure every piece fits. And I mean, software is so appealing to me. But it would be a SaaS model only. I would not touch a WordPress plugin with a 10-foot pole.
1: No, no, no. WordPress plug. I mean, they're, they're so here here today, gone tomorrow. Um, and the other thing about, you know, a lot of internet marketers get in the software space, and, and that, which is great. Um, the thing I don't like about internet marketers who get in the software space is they end up, uh, they release something and then it's the next greatest iteration of it is a new launch next month. You know? Right, or,
0: right. Or they disappear and don't keep supporting it.
1: Right. Exactly. And that's, you know, like there's there's people the thing about one time payments, you know, from a software standpoint is a business owner cannot grow and develop that piece of software on one time payments. We're subscription based, you know, everything is free trial and then subscription um, and that revenue builds, you know, helps us support the software and make it better and better and better so that, you know, a year, two years, five years down the road we're looking at something that, that is, is massive, you know, like something that, that delivers massive value as opposed to something that uh, is just stable as an MVP product.
0: It is, you know, I've got a friend, it's funny, he was, um, he's a front end developer, and we've collaborated on some stuff. And, and he's always like, let's do something together and everything. And he, you know, talks about stuff. I'm like, I will never t-, again, it, it has to be a SaaS model and, t- and subscription only simply based on I look at with WordPress plugins, there. are there's hundreds of thousands yes. of environments that they need to work in, right? Yep. And so, and it, it always surprises me when people get angry with paying for support with WordPress plugins. I'm like, do you realize like what you got for 50 bucks? Like how, you... and they're supposed to support you for free?
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it's, um, WordPress plugins are great lead, are great lead generators. Um, but anything more than that, and it ends up being a nightmare.
0: All right, so let's, I want this interview to be about you, obviously. Yeah. Um, but again, I feel like I could talk to you forever. What was your fir- so what was your first entry into software? What was the first piece of software you created?
1: Time Slots was the first piece of software. That's actually an interesting story. So um, all the software that we build, I build for me. You know, for for me personally, I need it in my daily work existence. Um, most of it is because uh, I don't like having big teams. Like I don't like having a huge team of of uh, people um, running an office, like digital marketer or you know where they have seventy five employees, hundred employees in Mind Valley. You know, um, that is a nightmare. That sounds like a nightmare for me.
0: Me too. I have a friend that's that used to want an office. I'm like. I never want a pair of keys to anything that I don't own, whether it's my house or a vacation <laughs> right. house. Do not ever make me show up somewhere else. I, to me, there's no point. I agree. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I, would like an office, you know, just, just somewhere like I was thinking about buying an office or buying a building and turning it into an office, just somewhere cool, somewhere else to go, you know, for, for a work standpoint. Um, yeah, but
0: not like some creating some corporate
1: Oh, no, no. Right? No, (laughs) No, thanks. This this thing would have a basketball court. It was something cool. Um, But no, I don't like the the thing I like about software is that uh, when I build it to. So basically all my all my tools kind of replace people. Um, So time slots replaces the need of a virtual assistant for scheduling. Uh, Scriptly replaces the need of a copywriter. Um, The new one that we have coming out curately is replacing the need of a blogger. So, and you end up getting very good results for something that that is software based. Um, so time slots. What happened was we were at a point that the uh, I was doing uh, action plan calls, strategy calls, and I was using two different pieces of software. I was using, I think, it was Wufoo and Time Trade. Those two pieces of software didn't talk to each other. And what I found, I'm kind of a split testing fool. Uh, What I found was that if you take 100 people who fill out your form for a strategy session, only 60 of them would actually sign up for an appointment, which means you're kind of stuck chasing 40 of those people like for a session. You know, they they committed. They already filled out the form. They just never booked the time. So what we did with Time is kind of flip it on its head and combine those two pieces of uh, those two software pieces into one. And now you have like kind of a micro continuity model where not micro continuity, but um, it's a micro step model. So somebody fill, picks a time on your calendar, then they fill out your form and then they get the confirmation page. And even though it's a simple process, uh, it has you have 100 percent of people who. Are willing and able, you know, to be on the strategy session call. There's reminder emails that go out much like a webinar. Um, so there's an email that goes out 24 hours, three hours and one hour before your call. You get, uh, it integrates with Google calendar. You get text message notifications. There's all kinds of really cool stuff, PayPal integration that we bolted on afterwards. But at the end of the day, time slots was just solving the problem of more people, you know, getting more people to book a time with you.
0: I, you know, it, I have to tell you, I went through time trade, then I had had used uh, Lee, then I went to Acuity, and then I met you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> you know, well, it's because people end up, a lot of people, they kind of travel that same path. You know, they they go to Acuity or time trade, and then they end up with time slots. And it's, it's I, I don't know, my way of thinking, it's much more intuitive. Um, it's, it takes the best of like a form builder and a, and a scheduler. Um, we're adding a bunch of integrations in, into it and uh, CRM uh, CRM integrations and, and a bunch of other cool stuff. But at the end of the day, it's built for salespeople. It's built for, you know, somebody scheduling an appointment because they want to talk to you about creating a website or a podcast or whatever, you know. And... Um, you get all the information that you need on that person in the form. And we're also we're adding in some functionality to go out and find their social, their social profiles too. So you can do a little research on the person before you get on the phone with them. So it's really built to be a sales tool.
0: God, that's awesome. And the other thing I would think, since you're a split tester, I don't know if you have any data on this, but with with the person being able to take care of everything in one platform, mm-hmm. I would think that you would get a higher conversion or a higher completion so, rate, right?
1: Yep. Yep. So I was um this is my experience. I have I have testimonies with people's experience. But by and large, I mean, if you get if you're on the phone with ten people and you're used to selling two or three of them, um, we're talking, you know, bigger dollar amounts, you know, 10000 five thousand, ten thousand dollars for a service, you know um then you'll usually bump your conversions by 15 or 20% just because the whole process is first of all you're getting more people on the phone because of the email reminders so not only are you wasting that hour time slot you know if you if you're not on the phone with them but then they have to reschedule and they're sucking up another hour of your time for maybe buying maybe not buying right <laughs> right so, so uh, the, the, there's a lot of little things that come into play that, that really make a dramatic difference.
0: God, that's huge. So uh, before we get into Scriply that I think I could spend hours talking to you about too, um, <laughs> what were some of the challenges you faced when stepping into software and building your software company?
1: Uh, that's a great question. So challenges. When I first, so the first, my first, my process with software really is, is to find a need, to find, find competitors. You want to know that, that somebody out there in the, somebody out there in the space is doing what you're doing or doing something similar, um, and having a worthwhile business model. I mean, time trade is like a $35 million a year company. And I knew that if I created a calendaring application, you know, we could suck up some of those, some of those users in time. You know, it's not, software isn't an easy thing. You know, you're still selling stuff, like even a free trial. People are wary of free trials. So you have to you have to really do a good job marketing them. Um, but the biggest challenge was from a development standpoint. I was either, A, going to have to learn how to code myself. And I have a background in it, so I could probably figure it out. Um, B, I was going to have to find a team of people to, uh, you know, do the design, the layout, like all of that stuff. Or C, just, you know, kind of do... Uh, design the screens, figure out what I wanted them to do, and then find one coder. And I ended up choosing option C.
0: Which I so. have to tell you, your software, I just really quick, I'm going to interrupt you. Um, I love the way it looks. I am such a visual person. There are so many things that I use that, and and this is horrible. I don't mean to call them out teamwork. I use it for project management. And, and it does everything we need, but I'm like, the, the interface is so dated. I'm like, and your stuff is so not. So go ahead. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, so what we do, like I design all the screens from scratch in Photoshop, you know, like I, there's, there's admin templates you can buy. And so what we did is we bought a template and then I designed the functionality of the, of the screens and what I want them to look like in Photoshop. And sometimes like I do it in Photoshop, but you can honestly do it with a a stylus and an iPad and just kind of draw it out. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I send them to one developer, one, one, and i I'm stressing one developer because I have a lot of friends in the software world and they will contract a a team in Russia and they never get anything done, you know, because it's, oh, this person lost the source code and this person has. the (laughs) Yeah. So I have one developer who does all my stuff and um, he basically it's from, you know, inception to launch process. He does everything. He's really good at that. Um, I found him on Elan's. And, um, you know, so at the end of the day, it's really just about, you know, finding one person that can handle your other stuff. Like I got quotes for time slots from, uh, you know, both outsourced teams and U.S.-based teams. I kind of really wanted to go with somebody U.S. um, just because I've done WordPress plugins from outsourced coders and they were terrible. And then they disappeared and whatever. So, um, yeah, US based team, $25,000 to build time slots just to the point where I could start selling it. And I was like, that's not even close to, you know?
0: Yeah. And again, it's, it's not about whether or not they're worth the money, but it's like, you know, it's, you may as well take the 25 grand to a roulette table.
1: right. (laughs) Right? Right. 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 So I ended up, you know, found one person that I liked on Elance and just said, can you do this? And if you can't do it, are you willing to learn? You know, because that programming is programming. Languages are languages. Everything is basically the same. Um, it's just, you know, finding different different uh programming languages that work, you know? So um and he was good with it. The first couple of weeks, months, probably, were a little rocky because we were used to getting to work, you know, working with each other. Like, you know, I was designing screens, sending them over. I kind of build the main interface and say, this is kind of what I'm looking for coded up. Um, it's the same way Basecamp and everything was, was created too. So, so what that is- has been really good. The, the, the primary decision was really not choosing a team and just going with one person. Okay.
0: So let me ask you this with him. Did you, it, because I've, I've hired a lot of people. I've built my outsourcing team <clears throat> through it. It was it. And actually, it was definitely a trial and error. I mean, we've now been together like four years, but it was oh, yeah. one of those things where it's like you, you kind of step into it. And I've learned a lot about hiring, you know, a team in that sense, but. So with him, did you ask for, you know, like sample work or did you give him a test or, you know, what made you select him? What was an indicator maybe?
1: So I looked at his – he had some work, you know, that that he had up. I had – there was all kinds of projects, you know, all kinds of people bidding. And there was low end and high end and he was right in the middle. Um, and I looked at his work and, and he was – so when you're bidding out a piece of software, I mean, every web designer and their brother thinks that they can build it because, you know, software is, is a website. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and um, so I just kind of went through all of their portfolios that were like on Elance uh, or up, Upwork now is what they call themselves. And um, he was the only thing. He was the only person that really built something close to having a, a membership login infrastructure with a separate, you know, um, and he took direction really well uh, which was important for me, you know? So, because now we just talk in Skype, he's paid through Upwork and that it is what it is, you know?
0: Oh, still to this day, is he still with Upwork? Like you didn't bring him on retainer or anything like that? No,
1: he's just a hourly employee on Upwork. I'm his only client. Every once in a while, we, we, uh, we'll subcontract to one of his friends. Like he has, uh, he's in Romania. He's in Romania, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, he has other coding friends who so like the mobile side of like scripley was all done by one of his friends you know and so we just brought his friend on you know for for that portion and that, that was that so i mean it, it's worked out really really well there i will say that that there are some components that i'm going to have to hire a local developer to continue growing just because of you know I wanted to do certain things that it's difficult to explain when you're not in the same room.
0: You know? <laughs> so, right. Or I I would guess too, and I've run into this, even though all of my team, you know, reads and writes English, it's not the first language. And so there, there are some nuances that come with that even after years of working together.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's some things he you know, that, that he's like, well, I don't understand why it would be used. And I'm like, well, and, and in order to, uh, you know, take them through the whole process. You're recording videos and all kinds of, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And you're like, I could probably cut down the time that I'm having him do this. If I right. went, yeah, yeah. So it's like six of one, if you can get it done quicker and easier by going local. Yeah, I totally get that. Um Okay. So you mentioned Scriply and <laughs> this tool, I have some requests for funnels, by the way, but this tool is such a friggin' game changer. And I'm going to just going to let you explain to Script to the audience what it is but anybody who <laughs> has an autoresponder needs this <laughs> go ahead yeah
1: and that's i'll tell you what i'm i'm in scriptly like i said i build all my stuff for my for me i'm in scriptly at least 18 times a day you know and writing uh, so so what scriptly does is, is i currently it does two things it writes your email autoresponder copy uh either for your own internal products, you know, sort products and services that you sell or for affiliate uh, offers. Um, the other thing it does is it writes your webinars for you. So the webinars are content based sales, you know, sales based conversion based webinars. Um, we are adding in a sales copy component to it, which is going to be phenomenal.
0: Holy but, moly. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, I know. So, um, what happened was is I, I do a lot of done-for-you know, done work for clients, and, and I found that I was spending hours and hours and hours and hours writing the exact same copy for three different webinars. And uh, I was like, well, why don't we just create something that, that you know you just you, you put in your campaign details, the benefits of the webinar, the time of the webinar, and the name of the we- webinar, and maybe your name for the, the sign-off. And uh, we can just generate email copy. And then you can go through, do a light editing, paste it into your autoresponder, and that's it. Done, you know. And um, since that idea, you know, we've put, uh, I think there's 11 different sequences in there. There's the, the sequence for that you mail out prior to your webinar to get people on your webinar. The webinar replay sequence. The There's a product sales sequence, an upsell sequence, a re engagement sequence. So, no matter what, no matter where your list is or what you want to do, there's email copy in scriptly for that. And um, you can promote anything you want. You can promote, you know, services, products, you know. So that's the idea behind scriptly It makes copywriting easy. Um, and I, it's so funny because I actually, just the other day, I received my first Scriptly promotional sequence from somebody whose list I was on. That's awesome. And I was like, I was reading through it and I'm like, damn, this is really good copy. And then I was like, wait.
0: I wrote that.
1: <laughs> it was so funny. It was it was classic. But so that's the idea behind Scripply. And Scripply is, it's, you know, the, the thing about it is everything is, is uh, event-based. So if somebody buys your front-end product and then doesn't buy your upsell, then you put them in the ascension sequence and they are continued to be pitched your, your upsell. If you haven't emailed your list for three or four weeks and you need to wake them back up, you mail them the re engagement sequence, which is a series of emails to promote your website, your social media profiles, things that are non threatening you know uh from a from a buying standpoint, like you don't want to turn around and mail them to a sales video because they don't they might not even remember who you are and then they're gonna hit that spam button you know so yeah. um and In doing so, you can, you know, if you daisy chain all of the the scriptly sequences together, you have about 60 solid days of uh, email copy without even getting into the affiliate products.
0: From a user standpoint, I'm just going to share with people like what some of my experiences have been with this. Mm -hmm. Um, and first of all, again, like I love the interface. It's super easy. Um, but what was so awesome about this, I, I I am so content writing, uh, content. Okay. And creating content. I always get stuck with, with copy, you know, and, and as I started working with Scriptly, um, and some other things just in my business in general, Scriptly is also a great, um, I don't know, you can learn a ton from using it as well. I have to tell you, you know what I mean? So maybe, maybe like there was, if there was an email sequence that wasn't quite one of those, it's like, well, let me go through this. And I would so you fill everything in. And, and again, you guys for, for everybody listening when you go in there. So let's say it's, you know, somebody just it's, it's an engagement sequence or whatever. And it will ask you step by step by step. You just fill in the blank and mm-hmm. then you hit essentially publish it. Right. And there's four emails spit out for you. And so from that perspective, it's like I can look at the email copy and it makes me think about how I just even do a broadcast now. It's I've totally shifted that perspective um simply from the way that you've created the copy and and how it it churns it out. So it's it's phenomenal. I absolutely it has saved me so much
1: time. Well good. I'm glad.
0: Yeah, and I'll definitely do. I need to do a post and a video review for for everybody listening too. So then uh, we'll get that on the site as well because there's nothing out there that I know of that does what Scripply does, right?
1: No, I haven't. Found I
0: mean, not that we would be talking about a competitor
1: no, on your. No, no, no. I, I really haven't found anything. It was it was very much a, you know just a need for me, um, and it was one of those things like, well, if I need it, then maybe some other some other people need it. And since since it's been our best selling product, so um, it, it's done wonders you know it's it's fantastic we're actually you know if you think that is cool we're going to do a drag and drop interface so you can daisy chain all of those sequences together have one common product or a couple products like select the products and then it'll spit out 30 days worth of email copy like so exciting
0: so when are those updates coming
1: <laughs> they're we're working on them I, well we're launching another piece of software and then after that we're going to put all those updates in place
0: so awesome okay let's talk a little bit about um, so you created Scriptly. What was that like once you had essentially the minimum viable product, you're ready to market it? Like what? I mean, you had this background with internet marketing and all of that. Mm-hmm. How did you go about creating, you know, marketing campaigns and getting it out there?
1: That's a great story. So I, right about the time that we launched Scripply, I had a, just a fundamental shift of uh, marketing, you know, like the way we were going to market. Um, so I haven't mailed out anything but Scripply since June of last year. Wow. Nothing. So and, and if, if it's not about Scripply, I don't mail it. Um, and so blog posts, uh, new new front end videos, landing pages, uh, news. Like every time we added a sequence, I would record a, just a real quick short, short BSL for it. And uh, promote that and then maybe include a bonus. So when, when we launched the webinar module, I had a course I created a couple years ago for webinars that uh, I gave away as a bonus. And um, I really just we started hitting content marketing hard, you know, just delivering value. And every time we did kind of a relaunch of scriptly and we did like one a month, you know, um, every time we did a relaunch, we doubled the sales from the already existing list. And then we started putting that money back into paid traffic. So since then, I mean, we've kind of cascaded, you know, the, the membership of scriptly, but at that point I was like, you know what? I I feel like this is my home and I'm just, you know, if people don't like scriptly or they've already registered or they've decided that they don't care, then they can unsubscribe and that's cool. Um, but, Gone were the days of me promoting something different every two or three days because I needed the affiliate cash. You know what I mean?
0: I do. Yeah. And anybody, like, I remember, God, it was probably five or six years ago. I tried doing some like list swaps. It just felt icky. And I'm so, I, when I find a tool, like, I promise you, I will become a crazy advocate for Scripply and I just need to do some videos for it. But I, I just share, right? I'll teach, I talk about it. And, and that, that sells it so much better than than. Oh, hey, yeah. check this out! It's you know the JV Zoo Circus, and yes. it, it's so that is not what this is about. And when you find that value, you don't need to do that anyway. So, right. you said something I have to go back to about mm-hmm. because I have become obsessed with content marketing, as all my listeners know, and I sort of look at content marketing and paid traffic together as sort of like the holy grail of marketing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. It is the holy grail. I mean, it, because. What content does is a it helps you sell under the radar, which is great. B um, it allows you to give fresh perspective and fresh front end without a whole lot of extra work. Um, so, like you know, for Scriptly, a great example is so one of one of the best blog posts we have is seven seven different types of lead magnets. There's a couple of links in, you know to the Scriptly sales video in it. But my list loved that post and they, they clicked through to buy Scriptly because they were like, Well now that I have the piece of the puzzle that is landing pages, I'm going to need Scriply. <laughs> you know I mean? Yep. So it, it just gives you a really great way of, of positioning content and, and, and products and sales that you can't get any other way. And it's so low pressure. Um, it's really just writing a blog posts. You don't need a, a video sales letter. You don't need to re-record anything. You just publish it and then send your list to it.
0: That's so. <laughs> that's the easiest thing. When when I'll have you know, I had had coaching clients or or people on my list, or, they get stuck with content. I'm like, all you need to do. Is share what you're doing, how it works. Like when you get, and then of course that's, that spurs, like then you could start getting into keywords and, and, and providing, you know, Mm -hmm. a deeper content strategy. But when you get stuck, simply share what you do, how you do it and what's working and share what's not, what's not working as well. But, but that is the easiest type of content because all of a sudden you become this trusted partner, this trusted advisor that they're like, Oh, I know you're going to give it to me honestly.
1: Right, right. Well, it's it's funny that you say that because uh, right about that same time in June when I had the, the scriptly shift, I got to thinking about who my list thought that I was. And at the time, prior to – you know, Time Slots was my first piece of software. I was more nervous about launching it than uh, – because it was new. You know, I, I was afraid it was going to break. I had tested it and used it for three or four months already. Um, but – Scriptly was really the you know kind of the, the coming out party from a software standpoint, and I got to put a lot of thought into who who does my list think I am, you know like they've been following me and the, you know tens of thousands of people on the list and they've been following me opening emails you know some more than others and and uh, you know then you know back then I, I did a lot of affiliate promotions and uh, sometimes like if sales weren't for an affiliate product weren't what they needed to be for a day, I switched to a new affiliate product and have an email about that the next day. Like, how can your list form an opinion about you and trust you and and trust what you say when you're always saying something different? Yeah. And then I got to look at, from a software brand standpoint, I mean, you look at some of the the steadfast software. I mean, your Wistia, um, Basecamp, you know, anything from 37Signals, like all of those software providers that we all use, They've been in business for like sixteen years, you know. Like they've been doing the same thing for sixteen years, and I'm like, well, that's that's pretty different than what I've been doing. You know what I mean? Totally.
0: You're like they they were focused,
1: right? Exactly. So at that point, you know, I was like, you know, it's this is this is what we're doing. So from that moment forward, it's just been about Scripply. and I, I decided that. Um, you know, i like having different software products. I like having kind of a, a selection of, of software and selling a selection of software, but I will promote something for no less than six to nine months before I move on to the next thing, you know, enough time that I can get a good, stable, like kind of subscriber base for that piece of software. And I know enough about the clients or the, the members that I can reasonably move forward with paid traffic. Like because it can't be a one hit thing, you know. So after six months of promoting the same piece of software, you have thirty blog posts and a couple different front ends and some different lead magnets that you can automate all of it, you know, thanks to Scriptly for writing all the copy for me. <laughs> um, so at that point it's really just about turning it on. Because you already have all the creative. Uh, you already know how it's how it's working, you know, how it worked with your list. So then you watch the next piece of software. So that's the idea.
0: You know, what I love about that model too, Jason is you're, you're building a business. This is not like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start something online and make money in six months. <laughs> and, you know, and right. again, I, I do think that that perception is, is on its way out, but then you have people that are new to this and, you know, it's funny. <clears throat> I was talking about, I, you know, the Facebook person I'd hired and I was at this workshop and there was a guy there that, it does kind of have that high ticket coaching model, and he okay. said what was amazing to him was how many people come to him who are are pitching their own coaching services of making six figures, yet they're not doing it. <laughs> it's,
1: it that is it's ridiculous to me. I uh, I know. It's, you
0: know, and and he finally shifted and and was like, well, you know, I really don't think I'm the right person to help you because he said it was so out of alignment and yeah. it's, and you can't really help somebody that hasn't created a, fa- that type of stuff is like build the foundation. And so what you're saying in, in, in terms of creating the content and not to mention everything that you did for Scriptly, how much data did you get from all of
1: the oh, content, so right? <laughs> so much, so much data. I mean, everything from You know, if you want to get granular, when we were assembling conversion pixels and and audience pixels based on are they an affiliate, are they a product owner, do they have digital content, you know, like just based on the content that people were visiting. Um, You know, so that is all great stuff for lookalike audiences. But at the end of the day, you know, like we have probably 20 or 30 blog posts that, that we could use in any way, shape or form in an autoresponder we had nine different front end sales videos that so when you're watching something it never gets old you know you're always promoting scriptly but just a different angle of scriptly a couple different landing pages lead magnets um, you know upsell like we don't do upsells for scriptly but um, you know, different companion products different so there's so much material so much foundational material and then you know really it's just about every once in a while re-envisioning it making sure the software is updated you know so it has not And and probably the biggest thing is for the first time in 10 or 11 years since I've been doing internet marketing, I'm calm. Like (laughs) I don't feel stressed at all about the day or about the week or about the product launch that's coming up or the the copy that I got to write. Or, you know, is it going to convert? And if it doesn't convert, how am I going to pay the mortgage? You know what I mean? Like it's it is what it is, you know?
0: Well, it, there's there's so much in that, and again, like we talked about, there is a quality of life that that you get to decide. Like, I don't want an office, right? That that decision. Right. At the yeah. same time, you have created recurring revenue, which is <laughs> is there such a thing as another holy grail to marketing? <laughs> but <laughs> right, th-
1: right, the right. holy grail to business, right? Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is uh, I, you know, in my info marketing days. I used to so over-deliver on, you know, I'd record 30 hours of video and put it together for a $67 product because I didn't want anybody ever to think that um, there was not enough content in there to justify the cost or that they didn't get the aha or the insight that they were that they bought. Um, with software, it's different because you're buying access. You're buying that end result. And if, if you're buying what the software is doing, you're buying what the software is built to do, you know, so... There isn't like an ethical dilemma there, you know, because if, if, if you log in, you do what the software was intended to do, you go through the process, then you get the result that the software was intended to have. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, there's not a whole lot of interpretation on someone else's end who can say, well, I bought your product and I didn't get the results.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's why, I mean, that's one of the, the big things I like about software and it's, it's, from a gratification standpoint, it's so instant. You know, you log into Scriptly the first time, you look around, you say, Well, you know, maybe I'll do a product promotion next week. And then you fill in some details, you know, stuff that you already know. You hit enter and it's like boom, done. You have the email cop.
0: All right. So let me ask you this, because it, it is, and trust me, because I, I remember too I went in, I just did um I was just testing the webinar last week and I was like, yeah. You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know and i think too from the perspective of you know i tend to get very caught up in like oh the visuals and the and the template for the powerpoint and stuff and i'm like so if i could play with that and then i use scriptly and and of course there might be some tweaking and stuff but it's it's you know it's kind of like that uh staring at a, a blank powerpoint right you're like okay where do i start where do i start and after you've done it a while but but again scriptly removes that okay so that what would you recommend, and I do want to talk about the new product, but what would you recommend to somebody who wants to get into software or they've got a great idea for a SaaS model?
1: That's a great idea or a great question. The uh, software, the first thing I would do is, A, you know, figure out, find, find some competitors, find some people in the market who are doing something like what it is you're doing. Chances are if the idea is is worthwhile somebody has already come up with, um, but that doesn't mean that you can recreate and make it better and better in your own way. There are a million different tools out to do a million different things but I would really start with designing the screen you know when you design the screen even if you break out your iPad and stylus and, and uh, you know Evernote or one of the, the drawing applications, just start to designing the screens where's the banner going to be located what kind of screens, you know, uh, what functionality is the software going to provide? Um, That's really the first step, because once you design the screens, then really any coder can kind of go in and piece it all together, Um, as long as they're halfway decent. That's where I'd start. I mean, at the end of the day, software is about, you know, doing one thing really, really well. Um, And as soon as the software is to the point that it does that one thing even reasonably well, you should start selling it.
0: Well, that's great. I mean, and again, you know, it's one of those things. I have to tell you where I was mentioning earlier, like a project management tool. And I think I've tested like every project management Uh and they, nothing is doing exactly what I want. And I'm like,
1: "Hmm." yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like time slots, I think, uh, all together, I think it costs, it was about $10,000 before we, we sold our first copy. Mm -hmm. Um, was just a hair over $2,000 before we sold our first copy. And, uh, like I got it to like the MVP, the minimum bioproduct, uh, stage quickly. Um, because I wanted to see if it had legs, you know? So there was like three sequences in there Yeah, and, um, we launched it and we did like a flash sale or a bone—I don't know—we did something fun, and um, you just to see if it had legs, you know. And then we just kept making it better and better. The thing about software is, once you solve that one problem, that core problem that that people are going to pay for, at that point, your members really the drive most of the development
0: because you're of- getting feedback, and this is what I want, or this, right? So
1: you're getting feedback and people are very boisterous about software. You know, like people will ask uh, if it can do different things like scriptly, mo- the sequences that we're getting now, the stuff we're writing and in- inputting are um, mostly member driven, you know? So if we have a physical product sequence, a blog sequence that's going to be added. Um, you know, you, Kim said that you had some stuff that and we'll get it written up and added. you know? So that's really the, the point of scriptly because if, if it, makes one person's life easier. Chances are it will make other members' life easier as well.
0: Gosh, okay. And, and now I'm like super amped too, also to go get this post, which I'll get it up for you in the next week in the video. Yeah, cool. um, so tell us about the the new product. What is what is it? When's it coming out? Yeah.
1: So the next product is, uh, it's going to be available and I'm thinking, I was actually going to launch it this week, but I, everybody's at traffic conversion summit, so I think <laughs> <this> week, <laughs> but, Um, so it's a curation software. It's called curately. And, um, where it, where it really shines is like most curation software. What it, what it allows you to do is use the best of what's out there on the internet and publish it yourself. So you can pull in source articles from all the biggest, you know, sites online or all the niche sites or, or wherever, wherever content is published, you can pull those articles into curately and assemble your own like master posts. And, um, Where it really does well is you can combine a lot of articles together. So most curation software, even some of the high-dollar stuff, is like there's one one platform that's six hundred dollars a month and it's nothing but glorified auto blogging software. So one article comes in, one article gets published to your site, and that's really about it. There's very little you can do.
0: So can I can I ask you just for clarification for for myself and everybody listening? So with curation, this isn't just it's actually creating fresh content based on
1: other people's other
0: people's exhibits, content. Okay,
1: or links or pictures or whatever. Yeah. So if you look at like BuzzFeed. Buzzfeed. Most of their their most popular articles are collections of thirty seven things you didn't know about Harry Potter. Um,
0: um of- I love Harry Potter. So awesome for sharing that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um,
1: uh, so what what Buzzfeed does is they assemble the images and then like a source link. For all of these, for 37 things that you didn't know about Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Like, and you're scrolling through and you're laughing and crying and all kinds of other stuff and sharing it on Pinterest and whatever. So um, that, con- that article, BuzzFeed did nothing except assemble it. They didn't create the content. They didn't find these 37 things. They didn't watch Harry Potter, you know, 18 times and find all the loopholes or whatever, you know. But what they did is they, they collected the content that other people published.
0: And they made a list post, which is – those do well anyways, right? <laughs>
1: exactly, and they made a list post. So what Curately does is it allows you to suck in all the, the posts on, on the Internet, all the stuff that you're interested in. You tag it based on, like, Harry Potter or Game of Thrones or, you know, whatever else you want. You can tag it, and it, it'll sort it. Um, and then you you just you very quickly just, you know, go through and, and tell Curately what articles you want to add to your post. And then it moves them all. You can drag and drop them. So you can change the art, the layout of the articles. And then before you publish, you can edit the whole master article. So if you're, you know, you can write 37 things. You didn't know about Harry Potter. You can write that article, pull all those, pull all that content in, rearrange it all, add your own little blurbs about, oh, I like to remind his hair in this one. Here's (laughs) blah, 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 you know, and, um, And then hit publish and it's on your site. Done. It takes about 10 minutes. You know, as compared to the eight hours that it would take to assemble that post if you were writing it from scratch.
0: you know what's funny is I do these I and I just started um I've only done three or four, but I hired someone actually to help me with these. I do these top five picks where, yeah. you know, and, and it's just whether it's plugins or apps, which scriptly and all your stuff is gonna get full posts. But and so I do like this curation. So I go find this, I've got them all sorted, but I was like, I, I cannot take the time. So I've hired someone to mm-hmm. help with the content piece of that. Like I go find it and I test it and I do all that stuff. And then I'm like, here are the picks. Go, go do that. So, so with this, let me ask you, because I'm also a big uh, content formatter, right? So uh-huh. do you have the option of publishing it into WordPress and then, then tweaking it from there or does it have yeah. oh, Okay.
1: Once it publishes to WordPress, it's on WordPress. So you can tweak it inside the WordPress post or you can tweak it inside curately. It doesn't matter. Um, what I usually do is I'll publish the WordPress and then just do the little kind of weird things in WordPress, like move an image to the left or, you know, whatever, um,
0: content upgrades. I'm a big yeah. fan of that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it, it, what the inspiration for this really was kind of like what you just described my process for content. Was I would find something I would I would look through Feedly for my you know RSS feeds, find something I like, save it to Pocket, tag it as something, and then from Pocket, when I was writing a new article, I would open up Pocket, search for my tags, and then go through and and write an article, which usually took between three and six hours because you're trying to kind of uh, stitch together all these different articles and pull their posts in and
0: and make you know, sense of it, yeah.
1: Right, make sense of it so that from a reader's perspective, it it just flows. And I was like, wait, there has got to be an easier way to do this. So um, that's where Curately was born. You suck in all the content. It tags. You you can go through and tag it all. You can drag and drop all the different pieces. You can use, you can pull the images in like kind of Pinterest style um, from the source post. So you can put a list post together. You cannot use images. There's lots of different things you can do it. One of the big updates, I already have a list of updates for, for Curately, too. One of the big updates we're doing, and not that I like them, but they're taking the internet by, by fire, is uh, kind of flipping the list posts on their side and doing slideshows, you know, where you have to hit um,
0: Yeah, I've actually, I, I've seen that, too. And it's, yeah, those those make me a little bit crazy, too, Or I'm like, well, I want to just see it. And, and you know what? It tends to be those, like, BuzzFeed-style things.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, publishers are making a lot of money on cpm based advertising and i can understand because they're buying a click for nine cents and then you know every thousand times the page loads they make 14 cents or whatever you know on five different ad networks so i know from it's called click arbitrage Mm -hmm. i can understand the 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 reason they're doing it i hate viewing them but they've gotten so popular that i'm like i might as we might as well because all it is is rather than assemble The, the lit, the, the post that you pull in, you know, top to bottom, you just flip them on their side and put a next button underneath it. And then it's like, bam, bam, bam. So now you're not creating any of those either.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) I cannot wait (laughs) to get my hands on this. Um, Well, and again, it's like going back to the content and the, and, and the paid traffic, this option of it. And, it it amazes me um where people people who don't do content marketing at this point now I'm like you kind of have to I think if you're in this for a solid business and a brand unless you have deep pockets and just want to keep buying traffic
1: like yeah, how about if, it if you if you're email email marketing without content you're going to burn your list out in no time if you just send them to sales videos and landing pages where you're always pitching something even just webinars your list you have at most 3 weeks you know before your list is like I'm done with this guy because everybody else is doing content, yeah, you know, so you have to put two or three blog posts in between every promotion, or else that list is they're gonna go away, you know, so it and, and that forces you to build your foundation, you know so it forces you to be in the long haul for one brand and before you move on so that you can automate it, you know. Uh, we've done a lot of affiliate marketing just building lists and it, just incessantly promoting sales videos you know promo after promo after promo we get about three solid weeks of promotion you know before the open rates almost you know the drop into the single digits with them doesn't matter what kind of copy you write, but if you're if you're constantly selling to somebody they're not going to be your friend yeah <laughs> i
0: that's exactly it and it's I, I felt like I went the other extreme when I was getting started where I never sold. And so then I did it with people like, what are you doing? You know, right. like they're almost like, where's our free content? Where's our how to? Where's the tutorial? And it's like, well, that's not really a business model either. Yeah, it's
1: like, I got to make money. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, exactly. God, Jason. So I, I'm going to let the, the listeners know. I have to tell you, I'm like, I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, you were just a total breath of fresh air in this space too. Maybe it's the name Jason. I don't know. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> this well, is. A, I I really enjoyed our talk.
0: Yeah, this is outstanding. And so I know we are going to do some webinars because I want you to highlight your software as well.
1: Some software. I think that'll be fun.
0: Yeah, I think people need to see the stuff in action. So um, I know we've got one coming up, but we'll talk about that offline. But if you – for the listeners, just stay tuned to the end, and I'll have a link where you can register for the webinar um, or catch the replay, one of the two, uh, based on when you're listening to this. But Jason, thank you so much. This has been awesome again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. I appreciate it.
0: See what I mean? Like, (laughs) I hate doing email copy, which is probably why I don't email very often. But when you find a tool that produces it and creates it for you, all of a sudden you're able to not only do you get the results of it being done, but you also can see how email is crafted, right? And you sort of start piecing together the way copy works. That's how my brain works. Anyways. So what you can do to register for the webinar And it's just going to be, we're going to hang out, we're going to chat, and you get to see how it works. No pressure. You can take a look at the tool. And he's going to preview uh, curately. I think I'll ask him just to give you guys a quick screenshot of time slots, too. So go to uh, thewpchick.com forward slash Jason D. All one word J A S O N D. Again, that's thewpchick.com forward slash Jason D. As always, thank you so much for listening. And I'd love a review on iTunes. If you haven't left me one yet, that would be awesome. Have a fantastic day. I love you guys. And uh, that's all. Hope to see you on the webinar next week.